Blog Talk Radio.
people uh, text me or talk to me or send me a letter or anything, and they put on that Xmas, I look at it like half time. I don't even say anything because I don't know what Xmas is. I was taught Christmas was to be celebrated because of Christ. You know, we're we're really just not um, putting it out there. Uh, uh, Xmas. What's an Xmas? I'm not going to put that out there. I'm not going to receive that. So if anybody heard that and they they taken it another way. Take it to the Lord. I'm just telling you that's my personal opinion, and that's how I feel. So, like I said, the first scripture says that I gave you is, I wrote it down so I wouldn't uh, forget it because I wrote down so much. Psalms 22 and 6. Okay, and I'm sorry, Proverbs 22 and 6. Let's, uh, let's go. Proverbs 22 and 6 says, Train up a child in the way he should go. When he is old, he will not depart from it. So the best thing about training up a child in the way that they should go, you know, that that's two sides. You could train them to follow Christ, or you could train them to go the other way. You could train them. I'm just being honest. But... When we were taught, our mother and our aunts and our uncles, our family would always tell us, you're, you're being trained to respect, love, and honor the Lord as your personal Savior, who he are in your life, who he are. Mm-hmm. I said who he are. Who he are in this world. Or you could I have said that well, you'll understand it better. Who he is in your life who he is in this world, because when you really look at it for what it really is, you got a choice. That's why the word say, choose you this day who you're going to serve. I had said it, the who we are, because sometimes you have to say things to get people's attention, and that was my way of getting your attention, to train up a child in the way that he should go. The next thing we was taught was, Exodus 20 and 12. Honor thy mother and thy father, and thy days shall be longer on this green earth that the Lord has given thee. Yes, I talk about that scripture a lot too. And yes, I talk about honoring children and recognizing your children before, and I'm talking about it again. And the reason I'm talking about it, I want to just say this. Um, just today, but I haven't noticed in all week, long, all month, really more so since September, because it was something I was, I've been trying to do, and I noticed my I, my son, Sally, came in and said to me, "My what is everything okay?" I said, "Yeah." He said, "Just looks like you got a lot on your mind." So I said, "I'm okay." He said, "No, you can talk to me." So I began to talk to him and tell him about what was on my mind. I began to talk to him and tell him what I was trying to do. And he said, Mom, whatever you want to do, I got you. And I said, huh? 
you say whatever you want to do, I got you. So we started talking and started doing things, and he just didn't ask by my side. But on today, it was something I needed to take care of, something I needed to do, and I was moving some things around, and it was kind of heavy. And he said, Ma, go have a seat. I got that. I said, no, no, no. He said, no, I got that. If you need to, in other words, he said, sit down and show me what to do, and I'll take care of it. And I looked at him, and <clears throat> I began to say, God, I thank you, because he was busy doing what he was doing, but he heard me struggling. So he decided to stop what he was doing to come see about me. And while I was sitting there watching him and giving God the thanks for my son not being so busy, that I remembered back in the early 80s, my auntie, my dad's oldest sister, we used to call her Aunt Sugar. This woman was so dark and pretty that she needed to open her eyes and smile for you to see her. She was just that dark. I mean, she was beautiful. She had she had got sick in her oldest days, and her uh, daughter, two older daughters, Dr. Dora, Dora uh, Collins and Dr. Hattie Wash, wanted someone to help take care of her while they had to work. So they asked me if I would come and help them. And even though I said I can't charge you before I could finish saying what I was saying, they said, no, we're going to pay you. How much would you charge like you're charging someone to help take care of a loved one? And I told them, they said, we'll pay you that. And I said that to say this. When she had got sick and we was there talking, I would go to her house every day to take care of her. She said to me, she called me Renee. She said, Renee, uh, you don't have no kids. I said, no, nah, Auntie. Mm-mm. She said, when are you going to have a baby? I told her, Auntie, come on now. <laughs> Let's not play with that thing. That's not a conversation we want to have. She said, baby, let me tell you something. She said, I thank God for all of my children because my auntie had some kids. She said, I thank God for all of my children because look at me now. I'm old. I'm sick. I can't do for myself. She said, if I didn't have a child or children, she said, who would be there for me? She said, because people ain't got time for you when you get old. She said, plus when you get sick, they don't have time. She said, so if you're not going to have any children, at least have one. Because one day you're going to need someone to help you. And I said, well, Auntie, I'm praying to God that I don't get that old and need help like that. You know, I was doing a little head movement. She said, okay, I'll put it out there. But before I could walk away or say anything or do anything, she just reached her hands toward me and said, God, open up her understanding in her womb to let her know children are a blessing. And that thing never left me. But at the same time, I was young. You know, I didn't want nothing crap in my style. I didn't want nobody telling me where I can go when I had to come back. 
what I could do, couldn't do, had to do, because I didn't have nobody to watch. I didn't want anything getting in my way. There, there, you know, there we go right there with me, myself, and I. That's what it was all about. So I said that to say this. One thing I know about the conversations and the teaching and the training I had growing up, I found out something when I, when you put, put it all together. When you have a child or children, you don't know what you're going to get. Girl, boy, good, bad, confused, sickly, whatever. But as long as you pray and keep them up before God, you give them a chance to be raised right, especially if you keep the word in them, before them, and around them. What I wrote down was every child is born into this world is a one of a kind. Mm-hmm. Like me and my sister, sister guess Lord Cecilia, we're one of a kind. Same household, same mom, same dad, but yet we're still two individual people. Our desires is different. Our habits is different. Our wants is different. The way we relate with people is different. Yes. We are 11 months apart. So we were babies together. We grew up together. But yet, I say one thing one way. Okay, for example, I say, uh, <laughs> it is like that, that and, that, and that's what it is. Here's another example. She say things like, can't we just all get along? If, if there's a difference. The way I would do things, whether we got along or we need to discuss it a little more, mm-hmm. didn't matter to me. But with her, she wanted to make sure that we talked about it one time and it was an understanding and that she cared. Mm-hmm. And once I really realized that we were all different, you know, like I said, I had wrote down in this world, they're one of a kind. We are divine creation, creators of our uh, future, but we were de- designed by the Lord. We're different. We were perfectly made by God. It's the in-betweens that get in the way. We are uniquely made. We are precious, not just to our parents, but we're precious to God because he gave instruction. The Word of God is full of instructions on how to raise a, your child or your children. The Word of God is full of how to be a blessing to your children. And the best thing you can do to your children is put the knowledge, the Word, and the love of God in them. Now, as they get older, the world is going to get involved in their life, their mindset, because of what they see, what they hear, and what comes out their mouth. But when you put the love of God down in them, whether they say it or show it, certain things are going to predict them. Uh, 
I ain't telling you what I heard. I'm telling you what I know. I'm a witness. Mm-hmm. Bounce out that. Psalms. Let's go to that. To 127. We're going to read Psalms 3 through 5. It says, Lo, children are an inheritance of the Lord. And the fruit of the womb is his reward. As arrows are in the hand of a mighty man, so are children of the youth. Happy is the man that have his quiver full of them. They shall not be ashamed, but they shall speak with the enemies and the gates. So when you have, you find someone to have a lot of children. I got a nephew. Got a couple of them. When I tell you they got a basketball, baseball team, mm-hmm. and I thank God that those children are being taken care of. Only thing I pray is, Lord, let them know you. Let them be pointed in your direction. Let them be directed to your direction. Let them be told about you. And when they're around the rest of the family, let them see you and us. Because these children do exactly what you don't believe they're doing. They're watching. Hmm. they like a, the cell phone is, they video on Mm-hmm. Because you become a first personal where they can touch YouTube. Mm-hmm. They ain't got to put no button. But they will do something. They will save it, replay it in their mind, and they will talk about it. So you should make sure that when you're living in front of your children, whatever you're doing and saying, they can use it as a blessing not as something they can bless you out with. Or y'all saw, everybody been talking about it, it's all over Facebook and the Internet, T.I. and his son. When you give your kids third names, make sure you raise them under that that you gave them. I tell people all the time, a name says a lot. Mm. A name says a lot. When you name your child third things, other people look at them, and they try to treat them according to their name. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Believe me, I, I will go a little further, but I ain't trying to hurt nobody's feelings. I'm trying to give somebody some life words. Now, you got to remember that children are, let's go to Third John, the first chapter. Let's do that. Go to Third John, the first chapter. We're going to read um, verses number four. It says, I have no greater joy than to hear that my children walk in truth. Mm-hmm. When you give your child a name, They're looking to walk in that name, the meaning 
of their name that they know the world is calling them to. But we have to make sure they're walking the name that God has called them to. I gave you all this testimony several times over the years about my son when he used to play football. And um, he played for the Garfield Park Gators under uh, head coach uh, Tim Hall. And uh, Duck was one of his coaches in BAM. They were his coaches. And these young men were their fathers themselves, and their children played on the team. So these fathers put 150% of themselves into coaching these kids. And when we first came out, we were parents that was playing for a young man that had a good idea named Tim Hall, but he couldn't get no sponsor. So him and us as parents, we all chipped together, and we finally got somebody, well, the coach finally got somebody to give us T-shirts for our children. Now, this is Pee Wee, but they gave us T-shirts that was two X's for these new kids. <laughs> um, Pee Wee, up to eighth grade. So what we had to do was, what our parents call it, when you want something to hold up and fix, what you do, wrap it up and put duct tape on it. Mm-hmm. We was able, our parents was able to get the padding for the football pads and stuff like that. Uh, we was, Some of the kids didn't even have shoes. They were playing in the shoes they wore every day. Some of the kids' shoes was ragged, but I'm just saying, this is how much they loved the kids. We played against teams but had the crispy uniforms. I mean, they looked it good. The last team we played against, like I said, I'm on the side of the division, their uniforms were so perfect. Helmet, mouthpiece, shield under the helmet. Uh, the uniform looked like they were crispy out the box. When they played against them, the people were laughing at our boys, called them the bad news bears. But they, they were just kids from the hood that found something they loved to do. And the parents, someone was raised by their grandparents, they didn't have much. But the little we had, we came together. We was able to get the mothers and the father, the mothers together first. And we began to go by Ollie's and get some bread and some lunch meat and uh, the Miracle Whip and stuff like that, and we would make sandwiches for the kids. But what we found out, some of them kids was the only meal they got. So we made sure that they could eat as many sandwiches as they wanted. And when we found ourselves running low, we would get together and go to the store and get some more. That's just a, just a P.S. on the story. But... These kids made it to the championship. Hey, Gigi, thank you, baby, for tuning in. When they made it to the championship, when those parents looked at our son and our daughters that were cheerleaders, you know, they just, um, we had them had, we hadn't had made pom-poms. They laughed. They pointed. They giggled. Our children were so angry and mad. Someone wanted to go home, but we said, no, 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 we came too far. Take that anger and put it on the field. Once we had encouraged our children, need not tell you, they won the championship because what was being put in them. 
encouragement, the love, the strength, the insight, saying, could you imagine what it's going to look like for the people they laughed at to walk off the uh, field saying, winner, winner. And you all to walk off with the other team walking off saying, they beat us? Because, see, they was into the look. Yeah, they earned their way to the championship, but they looked like champions. But because of the ones that at least looked the part was the ones that walked out with the award. That's why I just said what I just read to you. They are walking in the truth. You have to walk in your truth. And when the truth is you teach them how to love themselves and you got God as your, how would they say, as your foundation, you teach them how to love God and thank God in the beginning. Because, see, in the beginning, they didn't look like champs. But at the end of the season, they did. And each year from that, that year on, always known as the team to be. Now they look like champs. Now they have sponsors. Now they have this. Now they have that. Because not only did the coaches and the parents stay faithful, but they stay faithful to them children. And the word of God says, suffer not the little children to come unto me. When you do not bind up children, you do not uh, put them in a position where they're not for sure about themselves, when you do not put them in a position where they have no hope, you get children that are so busy trying to make sure that they do what God says and they do what their parents says because they know the reward of what they're doing. I'll get back to my son in a minute on my personal note. If you look at, see, the enemy trying to stop my video, but you all pray the enemy trying to stop it from being recorded and live. Y'all keep praying for me. It said children's children are the corners, I mean, I'm sorry, are the crown of the old man and the glory of the children are their fathers. See, when your children's children are your glory, and the uh, crown, however you want to look at it. But they also are the crown of the old man, even me, the old woman. When I could look at my son and say, God, I thank you. Because, see, when he was young and I was looking at some of the children that had names like Pookie, Killer, Beast, Wild Man, Wild Thing, you know, the Punisher. And they asked my son, what's your uh, nickname going to be? He looked at me and I told him, I said, tell him what your nickname is. Because I had already told him what his nickname was. He told them, man of God. And they looked. Some of the kids was like, man of God. They was like, hmm, man, you should call him. I said, no, 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 his name is man of God. So they showed it to MOG. Some of the boys said Mog or whatever they wanted to call them. But one night, we went into the citywide championship, and we played that on uh, 95th and State at the little park district over there. And they had an outdoor 
uh, com, you know, the, uh, how they said, uh, when they do the field, when they had, you could hear it over the speakers, intercom system. All night you heard uh, number uh, seven, man of God, sack the quarterback. Number seven, man of God, intercept. Man of God, block. Man of God, this. Man of God, that. Somebody jumped up and said, man of God? Who would name their son that? I jumped up waving my hand, me. Me, I named my son that. And they looked like, mm. One girl, my son name is the Punisher. And I started laughing because the Punisher was being punished by our team and it was being punished by the man of God. So but when we went back to the next season, which is like a month away, I started noticing them same kids that had those names started coming in as the bishop, the prophet, the pastor, reverend, the elder, apostle. I mean, they they started naming them boys after men of God. So you have to really understand that when God be for you, he's more than the world against you. When God says that your children are a blessing, know that. Because, like I said earlier, my son could have let me struggle. My son could have let me have to go up and down these stairs. My son could have just saw me struggling and kept doing what he was doing, but he didn't because, see, one thing I put in him when he was a little boy, the fear of God, that you reap what you sow. God will bless you when you are a blessing. That, you know, if you honor thy mother and thy father, God will bless you. Because that is the first commandment with promise. I don't know if y'all heard me or you understand what that means. Um, the first commandment with promise. Now, I'm not going to just talk about I, my child, my child, my children. What I'm going to talk about is I look at how my sister's children are blessed because we raised them in the house of God. We kept God in our house. We bless our food. We talk about things, and we say, well, let's see what God said. We pray about everything. We, we, we make sure our kids knew if they didn't know nothing else. Before they knew Jack and Jill went up the hill, they knew our Father who are in heaven, hallowed should be thy name. Ah, thy kingdom come, thy will be done. They knew the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Yes, they knew those things. They knew Exodus 20 and 12. They knew those things. They knew that prayer covers a multitude of sin. They knew those things. They knew that if you go to God, before you go to anyone else, God will answer prayer. They know that with all your ways, acknowledge God. They knew those things. Even as, as little kids, we taught them they first song, Yes, Jesus loves me. Yes, Jesus loves me. Yes, Jesus loves me. Because the Bible tells me so. We taught them that stuff. You know, we, we didn't teach them the stuff that's going on out here. We, we didn't teach them that. Because, see, the world is going to do their part. 
But what are we going to do? It ain't never too late. It ain't never too late to step in and take back your child. Give you a good example. I remember my sister, uh, apostle elect Cecilia Kaiser, was away in the military. Everybody else was grown and doing their thing. And uh, was freshly married. And I was pregnant. And I remember my mom and dad got sick. Not one time. Thank God. They got sick. And I remember they needed some help. I couldn't call on Cecilia because she was overseas in Afghanistan, I believe, or Saudi Arabia, one of them. And everybody else was taking care of their families and doing what they had to do. But I said to Santa, I said, my mom and dad needs me. I left my house to go take care of my parents. When I went to work, I was, I, I, I couldn't save no vacation time because I was using my vacation time every day. I would get an hour on my hour for lunch to go make sure my mom and dad ate. And when I got off work, I would go straight to their house. I said, my house, God will take care of my house. I'm going to leave my house alone. Because, see, I believe in Exodus 20 and 12, honor thy mother and thy father, thy days shall be long on this green earth that the Lord has given thee. So I made sure I went to take care of my mother and father. Y'all, I, mean, I don't know if y'all are hearing me. But by me taking care of my mom and dad, I was able to do what I needed to do. And people would say, I need Renee need to do this, Renee need to do that, Renee needs to do But nobody ever stopped to ask Renee. I was married, plus I was pregnant. I was working. I was taking care of my mom and my dad. And they were helping out with my siblings' children, so I was helping babysit. Mm. So, isn't that a job? Give me any time until I got some rest. Now I'm pregnant. As time went on, I was doing this every day, every day, operating off two, three hours of sleep. Nobody asked. So one day I remember somebody in the family put their mouth on me. And God put them in a position to say, well, instead of talking about it, go over there and show her how it should be done. Mm-hmm. So the same person that put their mouth on me, and one day, one day, they didn't make it because they didn't understand that when you're taking care of somebody that has um, a history of being independent, taking care of themselves, every time you go to sit down, they want something. They could say, oh, uh, can, can I get some water? You're going to get some water, bring it back. Say, Is that it? I don't yeah, I'm okay. As soon as you sit down there, say, oh, can you give me some tissue? And you come the same thing over and over. You go to sit down there. Oh, uh. Could you go back there? I need some a little more ice. Or could you bring me this to eight? Bring that. So you're doing like a pop. We have this little thing, a box called Jack in the Box. You turn the handle and the Jack pop up out of the little mum, um, mummy or, I'm sorry, little puppy pops up out of it. That's what you was playing all day long, Jack in the Box. So they didn't make it through one day. But what I love about that person is, the same people they put their mouth on me about in front of those same people and called me over and said, I'm sorry, I need to apologize. And 
I looked and they said, before I apologize, I'm going to tell you why. They said it in front of everybody. I said, I put my mouth on you. And I said, what you should have did, what you should be doing, you should this, you should that. They said, because I didn't understand until God told me to go over there and show you instead of talking about it. And they said, I didn't make it through one day. When you showed up, I said, I started laughing because I remember when I showed up. Before I could even get through the door, they was putting their coat on. It was twisted. <laughs> it was terrible. They didn't even put their coat on right trying to get up out of there. But, see, nobody knew Renee needed a break. But it didn't matter to me. You know why? Because, see, that was my mom and dad. And I was living off the promise that God had gave me in Exodus 20 and 12 to honor thy mother and thy father and thy dad should be abundant. I, I, You know, I'm talking about this on tonight because, see, I'm looking at the news and I'm looking on Facebook and I'm looking at a lot of stuff. Parents, we decided to have these children. So, therefore, we need to get in a place where we decide that it's no more I. It's about them. If you make the baby, raise the baby. While you're raising a baby, ask God for help. Go to God, get before God, get with God, talk to God about what you need with making these decisions concerning raising a child. Fathers, you out here making babies. This is me talking. Nobody else, this is me. I'm asking you, don't shame your child. Don't put them to wrath. The Word of God talks about that. Don't shame your child. Embarrass them. Don't beat on them. Don't have them around here wondering. Don't talk crazy to them. Be the father that you're supposed to be. See, any man and every, any woman can be a mother, but any man can be a father. But it takes a special man to be daddy. It takes a special mother to be mommy. Mm-hmm, a special woman. Because, see, when those kids are young, we're teaching them to depend on God. We're teaching them to call on the name of Jesus. We're teaching them. But before anything happens, they're either going to say, Mommy, Mommy, or Daddy, Daddy. They're going to call on you. You are the first heroes in your children's life. Daddy, you are his hero. Mommy, you are their shero. I'm saying that to say this. Don't get so caught up on what you want. Because it was your decision to make that baby, have that baby, get that baby. Put everything and everybody else to the side and raise your baby. I have a friend. This is the last thing I'm going to say before I open the lines up. Her name, we call her Creta. Her name, uh, I think it was Tanya. We call her Creta so much I, didn't, I forgot her real name. We was growing up. We were teenagers. And Creta got pregnant. We were teenagers. And she said, tonight is the last night I'm hanging out with y'all. See, we was old enough to go out and stuff because we was going to the little parties after school and the little neighborhood parties they was giving in. And she said, tonight is the last night I'm hanging out with y'all. We said, why? She said, because I'm going to have a baby. And we was like, what? She said, yes. She said, so now that I'm going to become a mother, I got to do things differently. 
Now, that's teenage young girls. We're talking 18, 19. Could have been 17, around that age. Creta got pregnant. And when Creta got pregnant with her first child, we call her Boo. She turned her whole life around. She put friends down, hanging out and everything else, because there was no more about Creta. It was about the child. She was a benefit and bear. Because when I said to her, I said, Creta, come on, we could just go out. You can do this. She said, uh-uh. She said, I don't want to put that thing. I didn't know what she meant then. She didn't want to put that spirit in her child. She had be decided to become a mother, so she decided it was only going to be fed certain things in her spirit to her child. And I never had a chance to talk to Creta about it or tell her about that, but I always admired Creta because she showed me then, when you make a decision to do something, it's up to you to go all the way. And because I was not ready to be a mother, I made a decision not to, but when I did decide to be a mother, and that was after I found out I was pregnant, after Stan told me I was pregnant, I said, God, give me the heart, give me the mind, and give me the desire to be this child's mother. I even went as far to say, God, teach me what Creta knew when she became pregnant. I asked God to make me be a Creta when I got pregnant. So I'm saying all I to say, children are a blessing. They can make people look at us and say, because I know my family looked at me and it's like, how she get a kid like that? Because, see, you don't know me, but they do. But I did one thing. I stayed on my knees and I prayed and talked to God. God, you know me. But if you gave me this son, I knew I was having a son before I had him. I said, God, put in me what I need to have in me to raise a man-child. Somebody didn't hear me right there. To raise a man-child because I know you're going to give me a king. And I needed to raise him as such that was going to respect me, respect his dad, respect our household, respect our rules, not challenge me, not challenge his dad, not embarrass me, not embarrass his dad, not embarrass our family, not embarrass the Lord. Because, see, I named him his nickname. His, my, grandma, my mom, his grandmama gave him another nickname, but the name I gave him was Man of God. That's our dog. Praise God. And when that name stuck with him, that's how I raised him as a man of God. So I thank you all for listening, taking time out with me on tonight. Remember, raise up a child in the way that he should go. He or she should be trained, and he will not depart from it when he get older. No matter which way they go, they'll come back to the Lord. So if you're on blog talk and you have anything you would like to say on tonight, please speak up now, and we will continue on with the program until we end it. The lines are open. Nobody said anything. I'm going to say this before we end. Um, I thank God for the opportunity to talk on tonight, not to shame anybody or try to embarrass anybody or act like it's all that. But God is all that. God is all that. It's never too hard and never too far away to say, God, forgive me. God, 
help me with my child, whether they grown. You know, I tell anybody, you can always go back to someone before it's too late to say I apologize. I used to say I'm sorry, but my sister taught me to stop saying I'm sorry and say I apologize. People use the word sorry too much. People use the word sorry like you're saying, oh, could you turn the lights on? Apologize. Apologize to your children. Children, apologize to your parents. There's something in a growth of a family. I said it like that. There's something in the growth of a family where you can grow together in the Lord. So I'm going to check again before I give my closing remarks. Is there anybody on Blog Talk who would like to make a comment right now? Okay, God, I thank you for what was said on tonight. I hope somebody got a blessing out of it and not um, took to heart or took it personal. But all it was was just saying that our children are a blessing. We need to teach them and make sure they understand that this season is not about buying your children expensive toys that's going to go down the day after or the week after Christmas is over. Get before God and ask God to help you with what needs to be done in this season. We only have 24 more days before we celebrate the birth of Christ. And we have 30 days before we enter into a new year. Okay? So just think about what you want your new year to be like in Christ Jesus. Amen. I thank you all for tuning in on tonight. I pray that you get something out of tonight's lesson. I pray that you heard something tonight that will bless you. I pray that you understand that um, our foundation of scripture is Matthew 6 and 33. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Um, I want to give you some scriptures. If you just want to read something about children, their meaning and the purpose of them, Deuteronomy 5, verse, uh, chapter 5, verse 28. I'm sorry, Deuteronomy chapter 5, verse 29. Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse 6 through 7, Ephesians 1 through 4, Jeremiah chapter 1, verse 5, Matthew chapter 18, verses 1 through 3, Isaiah 54, verse 13, Psalms 139, verses 13 through 14, Proverbs 29, 17th verse, Mark chapter 10, verses 10 through 16, Philippians Chapter 1, verse 6, Galatians, I mean Colossians, chapter 3, verses 21. I just want to make sure that you all know that if you're looking at this live or in the replay, God gave us children for a reason. Make sure your children know, whether it's one child or ten or more, make sure that they know that you receive the blessing of God, your child your children, your grandchildren, or whoever you raise them, whether they your children, you birth children, you adopt or children, you foster, or children that adopted you, nieces, nephews, grandbabies, whatever, great, great, greats or whatever. If you all need a prayer line, you can come to um, Pastor Linda Handy's prayer line, 
The phone number is 605-313-4818, 605-313-4818. Access code is 647-147. Sister Carmen has a prayer line, 605-313-4284, 605-313-4284. Her access code is 528-2607, 528-2607. Reverend Festus Johnson has a text line. You can text in your prayer, 331-244-0079, 331-244-0079. So that's the information I have for that. But again, except Jesus as your Lord and Savior, repent, because the day of the Lord is at hand. He knocks at the door. Will you let him in? <coughs> Will you let him in? <coughs> God is able to do all things for sale. He may not be able to do them, but he's always on time. So I thank God for that. I thank God for tonight. I thank God for you all taking the time out to listen. I just want to say to you all, be blessed. Remember the season is about Jesus Christ, not excellence, not just going to the store buying things. If you can get your kids to understand, you don't have to go to the store before Christmas. You just have to buy something right after Christmas. That same $50 you would have spent on the kids for one present or something like that, Take them to the store and let them see how many, how much more they can get for that same 50. Bless the body of Christ. Be a blessing to someone that don't have nothing. Stop worrying about what the immigrants got going on. Because God says you could be entertaining a stranger and don't know it. I just want to say to you all, be blessed. Know that God is God. And know that God is able. So I just want to say good night, everyone.